I think you'll really love this movie. Is this it's the called, one you made to John? I we're not speaking. Oh, um, <laughs> because he's so he's the meanest person I've ever I met. I am not mean. Um, Joe, my uh, my uh, recommendation to you is called Immediate Family. Immediate Family. All right, and it's about session guys, <clears throat> known as well as the section, or they're now actually a band called the Immediate Family. But these guys, the combination—I'm sure you've heard of uh, Wadi Wattel, guitar player. Yes, I have. Danny Korchner, guitar player, yes, uh, probably the, the uh, best bass player in the world, Lee Sklar. All right. Um, and uh, Russ Kunkel, uh, Steve He's Postel. He's a drummer. Kunkel's a yep. drummer. Yep. Yeah. And they were on almost every single song that was released in the 70s and 80s. I mean, a, disco a discography, discography, a uh, uh, a list of songs that goes on for miles. Is this a documentary? Yeah, yeah. And I watched it last night, and I watched it again uh, this morning. And you know, and after I watched it last night, I was really excited and kept rewinding it and rewatching it. And then I'd pause it and go listen to songs they were on. It was just a really exciting, fun experience. I texted a former friend of ours. <laughs> And uh, recommended that maybe he could watch it so I'd have a friend to talk to about this. And this former friend of mine just literally kicked me right I in did, the family I, jewels. Did, I did, I did was not. He dismissive? Was he dismissive? Yeah. He was dismissive and uh, kind of egotistical. Kind of act like he always knows I'm better. Gonna, uh, and I'm, really, I'm going to read everything really, that was really texted between us. made me feel really, really bad. Can I say this into my microphone? Immediate family. I hope. I really hope you watch this over the weekend because I, I want to talk. My microphone. I think so. I saw it on Amazon Prime, but I had to pay for it like four or five bucks. Okay. We got Amazon Prime. Judge, so you might judge, have to pay. Your for Honor, it. Your Honor. Yes. I would like to enter into the record the actual uh, messages that were sent. Yes, Kenny. Have you and Dylan seen the documentary Immediate Family? I just watched it. Me. I've been meaning to. Definitely will at some point. Great players, one and all, and all over pop rock history. Kenny, you need to watch it right now. Don't talk to me tomorrow if you haven't watched it. And then in caps, it's so good. Me. I'll get to it sooner or later. Glad to hear it's good, though. That's it. That's the entire Yeah, I, I think Kenny's being a little, a little. Uh... Are you talking to John right now? I can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> got a bad connection. I think Kenny's being a little uh, uncharitable. I, I think John though. answered uh, uh, very appropriately. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh. Well, um, I guess I'll probably have to listen to the podcast later to hear what he said because I can't hear him. Joe, what I really want is <clears throat> for John's kid Dylan to watch it, not because I want Dylan to do a certain thing, because of the way – all of these players talked about how they've evolved as players from the early 70s right up until today. And like Lee Sklar said, he never plays, when he's live on stage, he never plays the, the same song the same way. And I just thought that was really neat and something Dylan would love to what hear. What are some of the songs they've been on? Oh, my oh, God. Everything? She was Jackson Brown, James uh, Carroll King, Carole James King. Taylor. Um, who's that cokehead from Fleetwood Mac? What's her name? Uh, um, Stevie yeah. Nicks, the witch. Um, 
Stevie Nicks. Uh, Elena Ronstadt. And, and then, then, then all of these acts in the 80s, too. It's just amazing. Yeah, well, they've been, yeah, Caddy can't hear me, but I'll tell you anyway. Oh, when tell I, me, John. When I saw James, did you happen to go to James Taylor Carroll King at the XL Energy Center? I did not. Well, that was, they. it was Korchmar, Kunkel, yeah. Lee Sklar, and not Waddy, but everybody else except Waddy. That I'll was the backup band. I would love to see them live someday. How how would a guy uh, go actually see them in concert? Where would I have had the opportunity um, to see them? Weren't they just here, Kenny? Seriously, I think. Kenny, I think they were just here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Chris. Chris. All right, thanks. Kenny, they were just here. All right. And if you had <laughs> gone to... Uh, James Taylor and Betty Boop, you would have seen Look, them. The Betty top Boop. story on MSN.com is about Moon. Really? Wow. Really? Was his name Larry Thompson? Yeah. That or is this an algorithm thing where it knows I'm here and I it you know what I mean? I don't know. Let me explain how that works. How does MS kill you? Do your lungs stop? I wonder. Um, I don't know. Isn't it? Isn't it a immune system deficiency? I don't know. <laughs> Talking to Dan um, about an hour ago, and he said that Stacy went to see him the day before he died, and he oh. had her order a cheeseburger for him. Really? <laughs> so he was still moon right up until the end. Oh, cause <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Hey, could you uh, give me a cheeseburger? Did he have a family? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. wife and kids yep. and the whole deal. Yep. <laughs> they read the. They were at the party we went to. Uh, yeah. Okay. What else? Um, did you have any interest in the end of life options story? I read the whole thing. I uh, boy, that's troubling. I uh, it's more of a philosophical issue, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You're right. Well, why are the Democrats so keen on abortion and now so keen on the end? The problem well, is. The problem is. Right now, it's a pretty strict regiment you'd have to follow to get get the medicine from a doctor, including taking it yourself. You couldn't be fed it. Administered. You have to administer it yourself. Okay. But how long before these uh, skateboarders with purple hair say, hey, you can die for any reason you want? Here, Grandma. I am. Uh, I want the insurance money. Take this Get down. in a full talk about debate about it off the air. Uh, what about the Southwest Light Rail story? I got it, but we got uh, hundred million. We got uh, some great Biden audio we have to play. I, the Gumption County deputy weighed in on Mary Moriality. I love his stuff. Uh, I got a a, a a new bill proposed in California that's absolutely chilling, and that is all cars must have governors on them by 2027, and then they will be controlled by GPS. Oh. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. yep. Um, they will tell you how fast And that's fast just a step drive. away from telling you where, when you can use your car. Can you get a message to uh, my former friend, John Hyde? Sure. Yes, sure. I'll tell him. <laughs> For um, his news segment there, uh, the toothless man in the discover, uh, discover. Yeah. I, John, I know this. Tell John, him I know the story. You want you to bring up that rube they found in the woods down in georgia to play uh to play a role yeah, of deliverance yeah. I'll, i will put that squirrel yeah t tell kenny i'll put that in the news for him kenny so. he said he'll put that in the news okay good good uh, uh, chris I have, good. A, I, have, I have a question for chris yes john uh, i'm here why in the hell are you sending me messages at 
5.50 in the morning about news stories that are obviously going to be in the news and waking me up. I want to know that. Well, I was just, I'm pleased to learn that. He's actually thinking about the show. <laughs> I was At 5.50 in the morning? That's fine. I think I about know, it's 24 hours Kenny, of bleeping that, or, day. What's your name, John? I'm always up at that time. Well, don't send me messages at that time. What are you guys talking I'm up, about? I'm up at 7.30. I, well, I knew Kenny would be up. I didn't, everything off I knew there? Rook yeah. would be up. What are you Joe, talking about? You get to eat your I sent a text message I to the group about a news story. Oh, yeah. I wanted to thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome, Kenny. You're well, a bring it in here and finish it. <laughs> Kenny, John just called you a bastard. I don't know if you heard him or not. <laughs> well, he you on a me. diet. You wouldn't have ordered that lunch. 12.04. Is that all? Just 12.04? Fratellonis. You have Fratellonis. Yes. Six and, and you also hours. have you sent me that Golf Show and Sioux Falls. Ken, I need Seafoam and Maple Grove. Rookie, I need Zuras and Masonic. Let's be civil with Tim, okay? I don't want to fight. Yeah. All right. I intend ready? to be. Fight. Uh, just a minute, uh, Chris. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I'll keep holding on. Uh, can't, oh, can't, can't hear me. That's right. Would you like me to relay a message? Yeah, to just him, telling the immediate family is, is not in our area in the near future, but yes, they do tour. Kenny, the immediate family is not in our area, but yes, they will be. Too, uh, yes. Well, do yeah. they have their own songs? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. And they do, they do Glenn Fry, that solo album. Mm -hmm. Yep. Most of those songs were written. By um, what the hell is his name? Uh, Mar. Uh, I think they were written by Danny Korchmeyer. <laughs> Mar, Danny Korchmeyer. Tell Kenny it's Mar. No. Kenny, I'm supposed to tell you it's Korchmeyer. <laughs> oh, he. Even though I can't hear him, he's still being a condescending <laughs> creep. Gee whiz. Oh, today's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, Start the fun damn thing. Friday. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,233. 52 degrees, the record high. That was in 1931 on this day, and 26 below on this day in 1897. Hail the flashlight, King! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, the fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I happen to think uh, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is a uh, corrosive, uh, vengeful, uh, mean-spirited woman who has uh, deep philosophical views. I'd love to see your therapy notes on law enforcement, but it is also important to talk to those who do not think that way. That would be Reverend Tim, for example. Reverend Tim, how are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? I'm fine. Are you a fan of Mary Moriarty? Am I a fan of hers? Yeah. I'm not a fan, I would say. But I understand what she's trying to do. What is she trying to do? Well, her whole thing is to swing the pendulum as far left as she possibly can get it. Because 
you know, uh, it's, it's way far right when it comes to the Republicans and law enforcement. So she, she's going to swing it as far left as she possibly can get it. And you approve of that? No, I don't approve of that. I, what, I, what I approve of is her getting the conversation started mm-hmm. because there is no conversation right now. You cannot get the Republicans to sit in a room and actually talk about police reform. You can't get them to say words like police brutality. So Mary is saying, well, I'm going to start, or I'm going to force you to have that conversation. Only thing the Republicans have to do is sit down with people like myself and or someone else to understand what the people are actually asking for. You know, we got rid of the people who wanted the uh, um, defund the police. We, we got rid of those people so we can have a dialogue of saying, how do we work with the police and how do we work with the community? Because right now, if I'm a police officer and I see somebody with a taillight that's out, I'm not pulling you over, man. I'm going to wait till we get up to a stoplight. I'm going to roll my window down and say, hey, your taillight is out. I'm not getting out of the car and, and, and dealing with you. All right. Now, you're obviously referring to the most recent case that has put her in the news, and that's the uh, uh, Ricky Cobb getting stopped by state troopers last July. Uh, am I correct? This is what's compelling your your interest at this moment. Uh, yes, sir. Exactly. And and what would you have done in that case? I, I would have stopped him and more than likely probably got him for what I stopped him for. But what if you discover as you do the routine check of his license that Ramsey County has an uh, an alert out that said we need him picked up on a probable cause for domestic violation contact order. So what is isn't the uh, trooper at that point required by law to arrest him and get him to Ramsey County? He is sir required by law to arrest him, but then I'm also going to think about the history of if I this dude decide to do something that he shouldn't do. I'm going to think about the Kim Potter. I'm going to think about the officer Noor. I, I, I'm going to think about those things. How, how did that end up for the police officers? Mm-hmm. Well then Tim, what you're saying is what kind of future are you envisioning? Uh, cops are going to be uh, uh, required to not pursue anything they might discover on the off chance that the suspect they've just stopped could turn out violent. Uh, pretty much. That's, that is a, a future that I think that we, we've got to really start looking at. That at this point, until they sit down at a table and actually come up and fix this, the system is broken, Joe. And time and time and time and time again, we sit here and go, how do we fix the system? How do we make it fair? How do, how do we make it to where, yeah, you know what? If this knucklehead decides to run away from the cops and the cops do do what they feel is right, and I understand it. The cops said, you know what? If, if I let him go and he goes down the road and he hits someone and that person dies, that's on my head. Right. What about but, if he goes down the road and he drags two cops with him and they die? 
Got a point. That that's that's the whole thing. How do we fix this? How do we? Well, you just said you just said the way you'd fix it is you wouldn't stop them, or if you did, you wouldn't follow up on what you discovered when you did the routine license check. No, what 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 I what I'm saying is we need to find a way to make sure that if a cop arrests someone and that person decides to take off and that cop feels that he's, his life is in danger, he shoots them, then the cop don't go to jail. But right now, if I'm looking at it from the cop's standpoint, but right now we know that anything can happen. And if anything happens, there could be a chance that this cop that's right now, they're trying to put in jail. He felt that I, I have to stop this. Thing. So at that point in time, he leaps in, he does what he's supposed to do. And the guy, the guy dies. So now he's in trouble. Why can't this? It's Rook here, Rev. Why can't we stress compliance? Why is that such a, uh, um, a bad thing. Well, you look at it, you look at the history, though, Rook. You look at the history of when people, you go all the way back to Dr. King, right? Okay. Uh, uh, say my grandfather. Yeah, my, my grandfather's out marching to try to get better wages, and he's getting bit in Memphis, Tennessee, on Bill Street by dogs with co- cops with dogs. You go all the way back then and you bring yourself up here. We've always been in in the hairlines of the police, no matter what we do. All right, let me stop you right there. When would you ever be satisfied that that period has ended? When we sit down at the table and they start going, here is the deal. We're, we're not, we're going to listen to when black people say police brutality. Because we've been saying that all the way back to when NWA came out with the record blank the police. Y'all know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. When they, all the way back when they came out with that album. All the way back when, when they decided to say uh, the, 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 the Black Panthers who were protecting their community can't have guns to protect their community from the police. So when they sit down at the table and when we get the Republicans that can sit down at the table also and come up with, with, with with what they have and the Democrats come up with they have because they can all come together. I, I have, I have talked to Republicans. I have talked to Democrats. They can sit at the table and actually come up with laws, with bills, with things of that sort without actually getting up and nothing's been done. Let me this tell you something, happen. sir. Let me tell you something. I, I'm looking at a department of justice report that found 20 incidents of misconduct by the Minneapolis Police Department out of over 1 million calls. That means 0.002% of calls were considered problematic. The other 99.998% we never heard about. If driving while black was regularly occurring, these numbers would be much different. We're not living, uh, we're not in Memphis right now. We're not in, we're not in uh, NWA's record right now. We're in 2024 and uh, 
there's not a cop or a trooper alive who isn't aware of the tremendous cultural and social obligations he or she must face. And no, I'm sure they're all out there with that. I'm just giving you an example of what it's like when I go to the meetings and they're talking about how do we stop police, police brutality? How do we stop the jump out boys? How do we stop Minneapolis police from rolling by and looking for a reason to get a group of guys all riled up so they can come in and break out the batons and things of that sort. How do we get them from riding around during, during the protests, shooting people with rubber bullets, shooting reporters with rubber bullets? How do you stop that type of stuff? But that sounds to me thing. like what you and Mary Moriarty would do was just you would completely back off on law enforcement's authority uh, over right and wrong. No, I would give them they, they have they have the authority. But they, they've got to they've got to make sure that they de-escalate the problem. They know they're going to have a problem. They walk up if they will. I don't think there's a cop out there, right, who is going to walk up to a car with a black man in it, and that black man probably got a record that don't think that he's going to have some type of problem, right? I mean that that's just that's somewhat a, a given. I I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that. So how do we de-escalate the problem? How do we de-escalate what's going I, on? I can answer you. I can Go answer you. I can Go answer you. It. What's going to have to happen is the troopers will be allowed three times to ask for compliance upon the fourth ask, and there is no compliance. They'll say, uh, "Go on your way, sir. Have a nice day." That's what we're going to have to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And then maybe. the world is the world is not going to be made safer by that, but we'll avoid what happened on I-94 uh, July 31st last summer. We'll yeah, but there, there's, there, there's things we could there's things we can do before that. They'll name one. Right. Uh, num number one, we can make sure that when a police officer stops someone, that they have complete uh, uh, authority that just what you just said. Now, if I ask you over and over and over to get out of the car, right, uh, I think the police should have a right to tase someone right then and there. They got the window down, just tase them, tase them and pull them out of the car. All right. I, I, I see no, I see zero problem with that. Hit them with the taser a couple of times. If you got to break the window, break the window, tase them and get them out of the car. Uh, my, my, my thought on, on that, then that eliminates the gun being in, in play. If this person has a gun, okay, there's nothing the cop can do about that. I mean, he has to, he has to return fire. No ifs, ands, or buts. But somewhere in there, there's got to be somebody with a level head. The, 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 the perpetrator, the thug, he can't have a, a blown up head and the cop can't have a blown up head. Well, stop Somebody. right there. Stop right there. The suspect's never going to have the correct attitude ever. So therefore it's incumbent on the officers, whether state patrol or police to unfortunately walk away. I, I don't see any other answer to this. Walk away. No, that, that, that's, that's the answer going just what you just said. Uh, Give them an uh, opportunity to do what you told them to do. If not, break out the taser. 
Shoot him. Shoot him with the taser. A, ta- a taser is a new wrinkle in this particular case, and I I don't have any information as to why it wasn't used. Maybe it was considered. I don't know. Right. No, I, I, I understood. I, I, I That's what I think. I, I think they should have every right. If someone is not complying with their order, they should be able to tase them at any point in time. They feel that it is right. I doubt if Moriarty would go for that, but I'd give it a try. I don't see why not, though, Joe. Well, that's because don't get me going on her. See, but 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 they're not shooting and killing anyone. Right. No one's. You, you're not going to kill somebody if you tase them and then rough them up and put them on put them on a. And 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 I'm I'm good with like I said I'm good with you roughing them up. Well, no. we can. Well, we can't go. We can't go there either. That would well, not. No, that would not be. That would be frowned upon. And I'm not well, advocating that. I am. Okay. Um, you can. I can't. I, I, look, I, I'm at a point now, though, Joe, to where I'm really saying we need to bring back on the weekend stop and frisk. I know that don't sound good. I know everybody's going to get pissed at me about that, especially in the black community. But we're at that point. When, when two babies and then a lady gets shot by sitting in their house and watching TV, enough's enough. But you so, just got done saying that if the, where police are problematic is rolling along and suddenly stopping and giving some grief to people. Now you're saying they should stop and frisk them. That doesn't no, make no, sense. I was giving you, I was giving, I was giving you some understanding of where where things are going. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what we need to do is get to a point to where we can sit down and come up with laws and give the police officer. At this point, because of the things that are going on and where we know they're going, that where a police can walk up to someone and stop and frisk him right now. Let's continue to follow this case and stay in touch because I I appreciate your views. Uh, Yes, sir. It sounds good to me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You have a good day. Thanks, Rev. All right. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. Say the other, I don't know if we accomplished anything, but thank you. Well, no, but it's he gives us an interesting and unique yeah, his, perspective. That needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you about Sioux Falls the other day yes. and about how this might offer some business opportunities that you really want to look at because of uh, well, quality of life experience and lower taxes, uh, reduced red tape, affordable land, higher profits. And I said, you know what? I bet Sioux Falls even has a, a symphony. Yeah. You know what I completely forgot? What? In Sioux Falls was where Glenn Campbell recorded <gasps> with Eddie. <laughs> Jeff Dayton was in the band at the really? time. Really? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Campbell filmed a PBS special concert in Sioux Falls with the Sioux Falls Symphony in 2001. In the video, you see Jeff Dayton playing alongside Glenn. You can Google this, by the way. Go to Glenn Campbell in concert in Sioux Falls, 2001. That's just a, another benefit okay. of thinking about Sioux Falls. It's uh, probably for its size, a little bit more cosmopolitan than we even imagine. But uh, many Minnesota businesses, given the uh, structure of our current leadership, have been thinking about Sioux Falls for a variety of reasons. And uh, all you need to do to learn more is go to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. That's one word, development.
Matthew took my question, so I just I didn't have anything to add. Uh, I find that he often contradicts himself. I was very uncomfortable during that. Mm -hmm. I'm not good with. It's okay. Sometimes that's good, though. You don't have to. Oh, I'm not saying it was. uh, I think it was really good, actually. Um, But I, I'm not good with confrontation. But but isn't it funny though that they, they, the word compliance does not come up. I think, Matt, it's even in the law that they don't have to. That the perpetrator doesn't have to come. I didn't want to say this in the moment, but Rook, that ship has sailed. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. they, they, nobody says, if you comply, you don't die. You know, Tim said they're taking it. She wants to take it as far left as possible to right the ship. And uh, I agree to a certain extent, but I will fall back on what I said yesterday. She is combating patriarchy, privilege. Yep. The powdered wigs on the founding fathers were too tight on their head. Uh, she's she's gone. She's over the top, is in my estimation. She is uh, hell bent on completely destroying the notion of authority. That's why, and I, I didn't want to get into that with Tim. Two or four year term. I think it's four. And I want to show you what great restraint I showed by not playing this. What I say to the pirates, you come, you got me right That's now. That's the depth of your response you. to that. Well, I just didn't the have pirate. Any, I didn't the have pirate. Any, yeah. Yeah. That that phrase was used. Many times in that well, conversation. What was it? There was yes, no, there was no pirate. pirate word. No, it was, it was what I says. <laughs> what I says to the pirate. Yeah. You got me now. But I got Joe. Joe, you're correct. All you have to do is show your license and proof of insurance. Aside from that, you don't have to say a word. If right? And you don't have to do anything they tell you. But, and I see these videos on YouTube all the time of people pulling that. With Bait, cops and baiting the cops. I mean, oh, you can tell well, that's your white it. blonde women. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of behavior never occurs to me. I'm always about compliance. When I was a kid and I'd see a cop, I'd be like, well, if he's going to pull me over, I'm going to jail. You just know, yeah. you, you know, yeah. because of the shenanigans you were doing, you know, in the car and whatnot. Shenanigans. I love that. My word. brother Paul got arrested when he was about six. Six, yeah, what? for for fireworks. <laughs> Put him in. Shackles. Danny, the assistant cop to Swede, stopped and gave him a little shit. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I got to talk to your father. Oh God! <laughs> Golly gee, Wally! Uh, I think he was blowing up mailboxes and shit. Whoops! But you know what? He was blowing up our own. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. I will take one from you here. You ready, bro? Yeah, yeah, and I want to hear Biden because I have something I can link now, it to. Okay. Just give me a second because I'm sure, playing. Chris. I'm going to hey. give you. Does <laughs> okay. Kenny, you have anything you want to say to John? Uh, no, uh, no message. All right. I'm trying to think of a good song to do next to the river. There you are. Down here at Hastings, Minnesota today. Oh yeah. Check this out. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You got a line and I got a pole. You and me, baby, let's take a stroll. I'd rather listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick quiz for Joe. Joe, what's a, what's a PDF? Uh, something to do with a file. Pretty darn good file. All right, all right, acceptable. All right. Close, close right. enough. Right. And what I like about PDF documents, you can print them 
what I'm getting at here is uh, Seafoam and the Seafoam website called SeafoamWorks.com. If you ever have any questions at all about the use of the many Seafoam products in your cylinders, you got to get there. You got to print it out, bring it out to the shop or the garage and just pin it to the wall. Um, any question, any and all questions get uh, answered with these Seafoam PDFs. Um, I personally, you know, might be okay without them, but uh, I, I know a guy who, 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 who likes to, you know. What does PD stand for? It means portable document format. Oh, format. Right. But I've changed, portable, I've changed portable to printable because I, I like printing them out. What does you PFD can, stand for? Well, that's a whole different <laughs> thing. Uh, you can learn it all, GL, or seafoamworks.com. It covers Transtune, Deep Creep, the top engine cleaner, all, all of them available right there for PDF. Our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad cylinders and bad gas, Seafoam. No such thing as a bad cylinder. Well, yeah, you're right. We talked about the uh, Cargill acquisition of land in Duluth the other day. Mm -hmm. And what an interesting, what an interesting question it raises. Why is she buying up that land. Now, Scott Matura has something interesting, and he admits it's way too early to, to find any substance in this, but he's thinking about this. Out in Montana, he's thinking about it. Okay. And he writes, way too early and way too much to parse out, but we often talk about timing. Do we think it merits paying attention to going forward? That is, Cargill is buying houses on what is a very specific piece of land in an important harbor and doing it quietly, Joe Biden has made not one, but two visits to the site of a bridge repair right next to it. Joe Biden knows nothing of the border, could visit thousands of bridges in disrepair, and frankly doesn't know if he's on foot or horseback. Yet two visits to this important bridge. I, 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 I like adding that to the to the mystery. Now, Mr. Biden, our president, was in Duluth yesterday, and then he visited. What did he visit, Chris? A brewery. A brewery, Joe, in town. It was a nice brewery. Well, with he, the old... I think he went to a brewery in Superior. Oh, right. So yeah. he probably had to cross the Blatnick Bridge, which is. Uh... But it's a nice photo op. He's got the podium, and he's got the kegs in the back. Oh, yeah, it was it's great. Really, it's America, you know. Great. I, I take it he would not have flown over there. There's no way to fly to it. He had to be driven over there, and then back to the airport to get sure. on Air Force One. Yep. Well, do you have remarks from his uh, brewery appearance? I do. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. It's Jesus. What? You know, no, what? You're drinking water the rest of the day, yeah. Bill. Was I'm he not, drinking the beer? I'm not sure how many he <laughs> had water. at the moment. Wanna, What's with the crowd laughter? I want to hear that again. Yes, yeah, sir. Take it from the top. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's <laughs> Earth I can't decide what, what was the Earth Rider. Earth Rider. Beer? Well, I think Earth Rider is Easy the name, or what's the name of the brewery? Uh, so I think oh, it's Earth Rider. Earth Rider okay. Brewery in Superior, gotcha. Wisconsin. Right, and I think he was uh, surmising that they get their water for the beer from the Great Lakes. Oh, Gross. Sure. Sure. Do they? I don't know if that's the case or not. One more right. time. Right after that, bilge pump is empty. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this uh, final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder. Oh, I, okay. 
Yeah, now but, it makes sense, Joe. If that's <sighs> So is he basically saying Earth Rider is happy that the Great Lakes are here? He Earth, was just he was just at a brewery talking off the cuff, and that's what you get. Okay. Was that a laugh track, or do they have a like an applause uh, <laughs> yes. sign, a giggle sign? I suppose it's a very uh, carefully selected group of people who got to visit with the president in the brewery, and they were polite and did, civil and and laughed at what they thought was a laugh. Line. Did you see though the stage when he? They were trying to assemble for the photo op. You had Governor Walls, you had Lieutenant <laughs> Governor Flanagan, a couple other dignitaries, and they pointed Joe in the direction of where to go stand, and he kind of just stopped yeah. and then looked and said, well, almost as if, well, where am I supposed to go now? I wonder why all our officials are horning in. Superior. Oh, Joe, you got to have a photo op. The superiors in Wisconsin, though. Where's the Wisconsin governor? Well, it connects the two. Oh, I understand. I understand. Was wasn't there? Evers there? I thought yeah, he okay. was there. All right. yeah, very, good. Was very good. Very uh, good. Very good. I'm still confused about the link he made between Biden and uh, the strip of land. Well, apparently, uh, if you want to uh, uh, just what guess, I think what Mature is referring to is maybe Cargill has big plans for the harbor, and maybe the harbor needs to be updated with a better bridge, hmm. and maybe Cargill. Uh, I don't know if they have any influence whatsoever on uh, the, the lift Biden. bridge, the the uh, Blatnick bridge. It's not a lift bridge. It's the big, tall bridge that goes from Duluth <laughs> to Superior. It needs to be rebuilt. I need to take a nap. I'm just so confused. I can what, picture it. I don't think I, there's anything confusing. About I know it. the Blatnick, and I know the Bong, and I know the lift bridge. Yeah. Um, well, it's the Blatnick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, we don't know uh, if that's what Cargill's up to. Uh, someday we might find out. We don't know. But that is a real nice harbor there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. I have to get this out of the way because it's so alarming. Oh, okay. Yes, Chris? No, I didn't know if you also wanted remarks from Vice President Harris. Oh. We uh, never want that. Do I we? do. <laughs> I do want some remarks from her. She yes. was asked basically about... Um, well, she was warning the American people about losing this democracy if we elect a president who would weaponize the Department of Justice. All right. This was uh, yesterday that she All made right. these remarks. November of, of, not, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and, and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't. I, I can't take it anymore. I can't my God, it. the rage that I'm filled with right now. What did that S heel say when Minneapolis was burning down? Was she not applauding right. the rioting? And let's clarify. Huh? Mostly peaceful protests, you mean. Let's clarify. Oh, my and God. I, and John Haidt might even find this uh, accurate. Let's clarify Trump's dictator remarks. Uh, no president or aspirant should ever even use the word dictator. 
But I believe if you look carefully at what he said, is, oh, yeah, I'll be a dictator on the first day when it comes to drilling and the border. And that was what that was what he meant. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, given given how he is held in low disregard by conventional news gathering institutions, not to mention me, he he that that dictator thing was blown out of proportion. It's a lousy word. He shouldn't use it. But I don't think he has intentions of becoming Mussolini. I think on day one, which is exactly what Biden did on day one, he killed the pipeline. Right. And and Biden uh, and and uh, Trump is saying on day one, I drill. Okay, I just wanted yeah. to get that out there. The only thing I think you could add to that, if I wanted to be, you know, yes, double, if you wanted to be, uh, if you wanted doubles. to be obtuse, uh, is his favorite world leaders are pretty right. much all dictators, right? Or but he on. he really doesn't Putin. know anything about them. Uh, uh, he just <laughs> yeah. You have to remember the source well, when yeah. it comes is, to is that anything is that good like though? That. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. That's the point. That's the right, right. point. Let me catch ourselves before we disappear. Uh, I, I have this news out of California, and I find it absolutely chilling. It's from enraged. It's from the Los Angeles Times. Hmm which uh, just uh, trimmed a third of their newsroom. Yeah. Ooh, God, 94 people wow. off the wow. LA Times newsroom. Uh, this is a piece that says, uh, what if you couldn't speed? That's the premise of a new bill in the California Senate that would require vehicles sold in California to be equipped with speed governors to limit their speed. The proposal is from Senator Scott Weiner. Democrat San Francisco. It's part of a package of bills that he hopes will reduce traffic injuries and deaths in the Golden State. There's no reason why people should routinely be allowed to drive more than 10 miles per hour above the speed limit, Wiener said to the Los Angeles Times. You can want whatever you want, but that doesn't mean you're allowed to do it, and that doesn't mean you should be physically able to do it. The measure is Senate Bill 961. It would require every passenger vehicle, truck, and bus manufactured or sold in California to have speed governors starting in 2027. The devices would use GPS technology or cameras to verify the speed limit in a particular area and slow a speeding vehicle down if it approaches 10 miles an hour over the limit. Wiener said he is open to changes in the bill, for example, whether to require active or passive speed governors. Active speed governors would actually reduce the speed of the cars that hit the 10 mile over limit while passive ones would make some sort of annoying sound or buzz to warn drivers to slow down. Mm. The European (laughs) Union passed legislation that will require passive speed governors in all cars sold in member countries starting just a few months from now in July. The legislation is likely to be met with opposition from certain trucking groups that have similarly opposed federal legislation regarding speed governors. Todd Spencer, president of the owner-operator Independent Drivers Association, opposes the legislation, which he believes is not the correct way to make roads safer. Spencer advocates or advocates for increased police presence to monitor speeders, but said that changes in speed are sometimes necessary to drive safely. There are times drivers want to speed up enough to switch lanes, to move away from unsafe situations. 
Our preference is for drivers to have the maximum ability to do that. We don't think technology or even the most well-intentioned regulations should obstruct that, uh, Spencer said. <clears throat> but uh, Wiener is saying uh, we have too many traffic deaths. This is so insane and unconstitutional that I am positive that it will pass. Yep. Because, Joe, it's not the person holding the gun. It's the gun. It's not the person stealing the car. It's the car. Right. It's not the person speeding in a car. It's the it's car. The car. We'll get and this. just an ironic yep. aside, a lot of, and I hope some t- uh, truck drivers will back me up, Aren't there a lot of trucking companies that have already installed governors on their truck and these guys can't do over 70 even if they oh, wanted yeah. to? They have the bumper stickers on the back end of their uh, yeah. vans, right? Don't they? Yeah, I think so. Wiener's package of bills introduced this week, which he has dubbed Speeding and Fatality Emergency Reduction on California Streets, would also require... Underride guard guardrails on trucks to prevent cars or motorcycles from being pulled under the bigger vehicle. Just uh, envision a cow catcher on the front of a steam train. Only this would be on the side. Right. Well, my concern, of course, is is the camel's nose in the tent. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you have this, then it's just yeah. a short step to say yeah. if your last name begins uh, uh, M through Z, you don't drive today. Yeah, you're not going to go pick your, your cars kids won't up. Work. For, yeah, your wow. kids aren't going to go to daycare today no, we or come home. Your car won't start today. And uh, A through uh, A through M, uh, you're driving today. He's got a lot of things added onto this bill. He also is trying to make improvements on crosswalks and curb extensions. Uh, to better accommodate pedestrian cyclists and okay. whatnot. Okay, that's fine. You're right. I mean, it's just, it's frightening to think. What... But where do you want to go with this? Well, I, uh, you just said where we want to go. We want to limit uh, people's ability to use their vehicles. It's human nature. Un- unless, it... Joe, wait, wait, unless it's an EV. Then you go ahead and do whatever you want. Don't you it, think? It, it's human nature to want more. So once you establish X... You're bound to want why. It's just, it's human nature. Look at this, what's being proposed in the state of Minnesota now is the right to end life bill. Uh, What's it? Discussed yesterday on the House floor. Yeah. It's called, uh, what's it called? End of Life Options Act. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, advanced by a DFLer. Uh, Okay. You know, you read that, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of it can make sense. Uh, this initial go around with the bill is very strict. Uh, you'd have to uh, follow a very specific regimen before you could take your life. You, there are various authorities, including a doctor, would have to sign off. You'd have to administer it yourself. It wouldn't apply to just old age in general. It wouldn't apply to disabilities. It wouldn't apply to uh, uh, dementia. Uh, okay, in in its initial go-round, it wouldn't. Hmm. Well, then what? What about five years from now? Oh, Christ, this kid's got a broken leg. He'll never be an NFL star. Let's oh, get the, rid of him. The horse I mean, where's thing. it go? Yeah. horse breaks a leg and they put it down. Um. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Right, but right now they're talking about the very, very end. And right. I, and I don't it's know. It's very but, strict. It's very strict. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but oh, of course you have. I know you have. You've seen people in the last week of their lives as they suffer, as their um, body organs shut down, you know, as the doctor gives them yeah. basically heroin to take home to ease the incredible pain they're going through in the last, you know, few days of their life. But you're right, Joe. Where does it end and where does it stop? You know, where does Wiener's bill end in Los Angeles if it passes? And it will pass because Kenny's right. It's so absurd it'll pass. California is a very, very different type of place. <laughs> and uh, Good summary. Good summary. That's a Minnesotan. Well, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, this end-of-life uh, bill probably will pass in Minnesota. It uh, passes on party lines at DFL. Uh, is so, much in favor of it, but I all I want to all I'm saying is be careful what you wish for. Is is the you know I'd like to hear the opinion of GLers who have sat through this and watched a loved one die. Is the medicine the uh, narcotics that these patients are being given the last couple of weeks of their life? Is that not enough? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would like to hear from somebody who does know. I'm well, sure. I, I'm sure there are good. Sold doctors who have had to deal with with end of life situations and have told the patient, "You can take two of these pills, but don't you ever take five. Hmm. You know right? What I mean? yeah. you well, know, wink, I, wink, nudge, nudge. Say yeah, no I don't. I can't comment well, I, on that. Remember Kevorkian? What we went through? What was that? Twenty, thirty years ago? Well, twenty. Yeah. Even well, anyway, anyway, it. I was linking that to what's happening in L.A. And, and and unfortunately, I do believe it's human nature that when you achieve X, you want Y. And when you get Y, you want Z. You're, you're just, it's, our, it's the way our brains are wired. Uh, oh, have you ever seen anything? That's, well, what's a, what's a ready example of that? Wasn't the sales tax passed in the 1970s supposed to be temporary? <laughs> was it, it was for the dome, wasn't it? I, no, I'm going back to the 70s. Oh, before The initial that? sales tax. Oh, this is temporary. Yeah. Well, now it's the highest sales tax in the country, for God's sakes. Yeah. And and it's I know just that never was, enough. It's never enough. That was added on to with the building of the dome. Oh, I, yes, I, I yes. remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. Another yes. half percent. Yeah, it'll go away. Don't worry. Hey, this is your last day, I think, if I have my knowledge correct, to get your five-buck ticket for the golf show. You go on to mngolfshow.com, use the GL promo, get a $5 ticket, and join us at the golf show. It runs Feb 9, 10, and 11 at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll be there Feb 9 at noon. Uh, I'm going to load up on gloves. I want to load up on golf balls. I don't need any golf shirts, but if you do, that's where to get them. You can yeah. take lessons from PGA pros. You can uh, take a chance to putt for a hundred grand. I'm going to do that. Hmm. I won't make it, but right. I, I, you know it'll lip out. We'll take bets on that. It'll lip out, and uh, if it gets there, yeah, that's right. Alice, <laughs> never be play? short. Never be short on a one hundred thousand dollar putt. That's right. right, right. Uh, it's the golf show. It's a great time. It's a mindful of spring. The weather's even breaking in our favor to be mindful of golf. So again, go to right, do it today. Go to uh, mngolfshow.com. Seek out the promo code GL and you'll get a $5 ticket 
And we'll see you at the Minneapolis Golf Show. Oh, she had it in her bleep, and her dad walked in. Um, I just want you to know that what? Rookie and I both showed great restraint with that story out of California. In what sense? Well, I can't imagine the package wiener's going to bring oh, it to the table, right. you know. Right. But we look, Chris, at, look at how mature yeah. we've become. Chris, did you see my tweet about the ultimate dum-dum run oh. from probably an hour and a half I ago? I did not. Now I'm uh, I have mapped it out and I tweeted it. Does it head west? It heads in every direction and it covers all four corners of the country. Eight, How long would you be gone from home? 120 hours, 8,059 miles. I have now changed it to include Key West, which brings it up to 9,064 uh, 9, miles, 1,003, excuse me, 100. 37 hours. You know which way I would start, Kenny? I would want to finish coming through from Seattle to the Twin Cities or to wherever your starting point is. That's how I would want to finish the dump. You would go clockwise. Yes. I think what needs to be done here is you and I back up our back bumpers to each other. (gasps) Go! (laughs) You go east, I'll go west. Doesn't the iron butt motorcycle race do that? Don't they have a certain amount of time and off they go and they get more points if they visit side hustles and side attractions and and what have you. I I knew a guy who was a champion of the iron butt deal and he, you know, you'd, you'd catch some sleep on a grassy boulevard off a freeway and then get on again and keep going. And Chris, I would 100% do this. 137 hours divided by 12 hours a day. Is 11 days of driving. Yep. Now. Who wants to drive that long every day? My question is, what if you have a co-driver and you almost never stop? Right. Well, that's it the run have, from New York to California. But wouldn't you want to, I would want to do it all myself, wouldn't you? I wouldn't well, mind. Why would you take a walk? You I wouldn't mind a co-driver walk when you're day. pumping gas. Or how about if we do something GL and we put Reavers in an EV, and we put Kenny in a gas Stop car. every three hours to we'll see that so Who gets back first? I can tell right now the worst <laughs> part of this drive would be um, when you hang a right in Boston and head down the eastern, the east coast. Well, um, I've got, I'm going all the way up to Portland, Maine, and then um, I've probably changed it, actually, since the tweet. No. no. And then I'm going up to Burlington, okay, Vermont. I've never and, been in Vermont or New Hampshire. And uh, then over. Are you avoiding? So no, you would set your initial uh, GPS to Burlington, Vermont. Can we do the show? Sure. That's um, from Alexandria. That's 1,437 hours, uh, miles that you can do in 22 hours. That's nothing. Who's, got, doing who, the show? who's got something here? Uh, let's do Ken. Are we going to John, right? My yep. sister and I drove from Boston to Minneapolis in one fell swoop. Hey, John. That's interesting. Since we have Patrick. <laughs> okay, Kenny. Oh, okay, yeah. Kenny. Since okay, we have Patrick, Kenny. when you're done with news, throw it to Rook. This is pathetic. Okay, so just read and news. Never again call right me a creature of routine, ever. 
You don't have the right to get away with it. No, look at you. It's almost at the same time every day. You F around with the ice cubes. I mean. (laughs) Let's go here. Hey. Who's doing something? Are we doing something? Uh, Kenny. No, I'm done. You you said I I only had seafood. I need a maple grove, too. I'm sorry. If you're not ready, I can have Rook doing it. You know what? I can comply. Who's at threat, monsieur? You ready? To what now? Yep. I don't know. I better hear something good. I don't know. Rolling. The Baja. When is Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Let's see. We're winding when down here in January, aren't we? Uh, last day of the month, 31st, next Wednesday. The winter whiteout sale will continue at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Until then, save up to $700 on select White Liberty safes. The best safes ever made. And you can get them right in Maple Grove. They're that close by. Exclusive savings, premium safes, act fast, peace of mind can be yours for just a few dollars a day. I don't know. It doesn't say that. (laughs) Uh, But what you are getting, best fire protection in the business, safes made right here in the United States of America by Americans. Fully transferable lifetime warranties. Are you hearing me when I say that? Huh? That's a big deal. Fully transferable lifetime warranties. That is amazing. And if you uh, if you talk to our guy, Rich, the owner there at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he can set you up and provide you with professional delivery and installation. Three ways to get uh, into Rich's life. Uh, 763-494-9075. Do it the Kenny way. Stop in and say hi. Shake his hand or at least uh, you dap him. Give him a fist bump. 6901 East Fish lake road in maple grove he's there monday through friday eight to five and of course he's always open on the web maplegrovelockandsafe.com here's john height thank you joe and this news is brought to you by north american banking company before i do news uh, that comment you made joe just sounds like a line from a song california is a different kind of place doesn't yeah. it yeah, yeah it does so so i wrote a little a little all right here well, good, good. Was, you're the guitar so. playing newsman can you hear me hey yes hey, is this on Kenny can't. Kenny can't hear me still, huh? California is a different kind of place. Make you put a funny look on your face. Laws that sometimes seem they can't be real. Just a part of all the rights that they'll steal. All right. Was Danny, uh, Danny Korchmar playing guitar there? Cooch, Cooch. His nickname is Cooch, you know. Cooch is his nickname. Hey, Cooch. Hello? What? Hello? Yep. (laughs) Okay. How do you get that nickname? (laughs) I I don't know. Got it. Leave me alone. Yep. Uh, Okay. Uh, He got that name more than 50 years ago, though, because that's what he was nicknamed with Carol King. Anyway, uh, let's go to the news now. (laughs) I get it. Follow up to a story we have been following charges against three adults after that fight at St. Louis Park High School. The fight started in the school, eventually moved into the parking lot. Only minor injuries reported in the fight. 42-year-old Latois Milan and her children, Jerome Smith Jr. and Abrea Annalisa Smith, all faced charges of assault and riot for the incident. The charges say the family was targeting and attacked four Somali students at the school. Charges say the family thought one of the students had been involved in a separate altercation with a younger sister, not named in the charges, at the school that day. 
Ongoing debate about the future of a troubled North Minneapolis liquor store has taken a new turn. The city council voted to transfer the Merwin Liquors liquor license to We Push for Peace founder Trey Hearn Pollard. For the last few years, We Push for Peace has been on the ground on West Broadway and Lindale to try and turn it around. Last February, the group opened up a community resource center right inside the Merwin Liquors building, and city data says gun crimes decreased in the area. The fellow buying it calls acquiring the liquor license phase two of his plans to change the trajectory of the corner. Meanwhile, tempers at the meeting last night boiled over. One yes, council, they did. One council member swore at an activist. Ward 4 council member Jeremiah Ellison directed the curse toward longtime community advocate Al Flowers, telling Flowers to, quote, shut the bleep up. Mm-hmm. It all happened after the Merwin vote. Audio from the meeting shows Flowers saying we lost again, Jeremiah. Okay, stop right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think that means? What, we lost again? Did 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 Ellison uh, want a piece of the action on that liquor store and and, uh, lost out to the activist group that bought it? Correct. Got the license? Yes. Well, no, he 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 was in favor of the the plan that went through, Ellison was. Then what is Flowers referring to when he says we lost again, Jeremiah? Flowers does not want a liquor store at all there. I see. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, All of this now, after all this happened, Ellison escorted out of the chambers by uh, your gal, Joe, Councilmember Latricia Vitaw, and the council subsequently went into recess. Vitaw later went to the hallway to speak with Flowers. She told Fox 9, of course he was out of line, absolutely, when asked about Ellison's outburst. She said, I'm pretty sure he would tell you he was out of line. But Fox 9 also reports then that Ellison followed up with text messages to Flowers, and they were not kind messages. No. Uh, calling Flowers a, quote, lying sack of bleep. Blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lying sack mm-hmm. of blank. Flowers replied in disbelief, and Ellison further accused him of being a liar and a bigot, claiming that Flowers attacked his religion, adding, I'm letting everybody know about your hate for Muslims. In the council chambers, Flowers implied that Ellison, being a Muslim, should oppose the liquor store, but the specifics of his statement remain unclear. Flowers told Fox 9 he's not anti-Muslim. It, it, I'm glad to a, see things are running smoothly. Standard yeah. defense for uh, standard defense for Ellison. I, I've often wondered the same thing that Flowers has been um, wanting. Why do we need to have a liquor store there? Uh, probably because it's a money maker. Yeah. Oh, and now I know uh, it's a problem, though. Yeah. Now to a story that uh, Chris Reavers sent to me at 5.50 this morning on my telephone. I want to keep you on your toes, Johnny. I'm very pleased to hear that. Always on. You know me. Story. Story would have easily. You never sent me anything at 5.50. Chris, you could actually send one to me at 4.30. I'd be yeah, see, I knew I wasn't going to, uh, I knew Rook would be up. I knew Kenny because would be up. Here's what I do because I work with you three asshats, you four asshats. <laughs> uh, when I go to bed, I put my phone on airplane mode so I can't be interrupted by your childish texting yeah. that goes on till one in the morning. I, I can't do that for very personal reasons. The man who oversaw Southwest Light Rail Transit Project controls and flagged potential illegal cost manipulation by the Met Council is now accusing the employer of retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court. The plaintiff is Michael Janisch. He worked as an engineer on contract administration, project management, and coordination in the public and private sectors for more than two decades, and he was project controls manager for seven years. 
As part of his job on Southwest Light Rail, he was charged in part with ensuring the 14.5-mile Green Line extension complied with Federal Transit Administration requirements for a full funding grant, including a stipulation the application for federal funding accurately reflected the timetable and cost of the project. In his lawsuit, he says he was transferred away from his role and suffered an effective demotion after he repeatedly raised concerns that the agency was artificially inflating costs. He was breaking it, and it was breaking its agreement, he said, with the federal government by doing so. He alleges Met Council leadership, including Project Director Jim Alexander, Deputy Project Director Joe Hollick, and Director of Construction Brian Runzel, did not want to push for compliance from the outset and went ahead with the federal grant application without establishing a full baseline schedule for the project. Uh, the FTA ultimately awarded the Met Council $1 billion to help pay for the project, which had, uh, which had an initial estimated cost of $2 billion, a price tag that has since ballooned to $2.75 billion. The Met Council maintains in its response to the lawsuit that its change orders, approval practice, complied with all the current laws. Is he alleging that anyone on the council was lining their own pockets? I don't, uh, he doesn't specifically say that uh, from what I read, but. Uh, it's pretty easy to make a guess, though. Yeah, what I think he this whole thing is. Uh, yeah. Just an irresponsible mess brought to you by adult children. Who Reminds me of uh, mm -hmm. Doc Durant and the uh, building of the Union in Central Pacific, mm -hmm. which was just the most corrupt project in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Minnesota U.S. Representative Angie Craig has introduced a new bill called the You Earned It. You keep it, Act. Craig says the legislation. <laughs> All right. Would, you want it, you want it, you got it. Says the legislation would eliminate the federal tax on social security benefits, giving many seniors on fixed incomes more money in their pockets. Craig says the bill would pay for itself by raising the cap on the social security payroll tax. Here's how that would work. Currently, workers stop paying into social security at 168600 So if you're on... Uh, earning that much you don't pay uh, after that. But under Craig's bill, you'd have to go up to 250000 and up, which Craig says would shore up Social Security until 2054 and could also reduce the national debt, she said, by $9 trillion over 75 years. National, international stories, uh, immigration dominating the news today. White House and Senate negotiators have continued their weeks-long border policy negotiations aimed at forging a compromise on unresolved issues like the Immigration Parole Authority, though divisions among Republicans threaten to derail the effort. Republican leaders are also trying to gauge how much GOP support for a border security agreement with Democrats shifted now that former President Trump has, uh, Trump has solidified his position as the frontrunner for the party's presidential nomination. In a closed-door meeting with Republicans on Wednesday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell acknowledged the political dynamics on immigration have changed, given that Trump wants to make the situation at the border. Uh, one of the uh, colleagues of McConnell interpreted the comments as him backing away from the eventual deal, but uh, he says that's not so. Senators emerging from a GOP meeting yesterday, said McConnell, clarified his stance. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah saying the GOP leader made it crystal clear he's supportive of the work that James Langford has been doing. Langford is the Republican working on the immigration bill. Have we ever learned why McConnell occasionally falls silent and gives you the thousand-yard stare? Yeah, well, he's we, 130 yeah. years old. Yeah. He's thinking, I can't believe Joe Biden is president. Yeah. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Meanwhile, former President Trump on God. Thursday gave this his country. back. 
gave his backing to Texas Governor Greg Abbott amid the latter's feud with the Biden administration over uh, border security, urging states to send their National Guards to the border and promising to work hand-in-hand with the state to combat the what he calls invasion if he's inaugurated again in January 2025. Also, 25 Republican governors backed the state of Texas in that standoff with the federal government. The state seized control of Shelby Park, a 50-acre public park, which has been popular with migrants. On Thursday, 25 Republican governors released a joint statement supporting Abbott for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country, according to their statement. Herbert Cowboy Coward has died. Who is that, John? Well, Coward was the fellow with no teeth in deliverance, remember? Oh, for Pete's sake. He was 85 years old. The crash occurred as Coward and a friend, Bertha Brooks, left a doctor's appointment. North Carolina Highway Patrol Sergeant MJ Owens said the actor pulled out onto U.S. Route 19 in front of a truck, which hit his vehicle. Both Coward and Brooks died along with a chihuahua and their pet squirrel, authorities claimed. Coward who, squirrel? Yeah. Uh, Coward you, you, actually, you call him an actor, John. Was that his only role? Uh, yes. Well, that, yes. Didn't they just find this guy well, behind the shed? Well, the wait a minute now. Was he the... He was he the banjo player, or was no, he no, the pretty no, mouth no. guy, or yeah, was he the yeah. squeal like a pig? Squeal guy? like a pig guy. Squeal like a pig guy. Yeah. I believe he was yeah. the squeal like a pig guy. It's uh, tough the, with, well, you know, when you get labeled like that, it's tough to find other work. Who's that or, actor? Or that was, easy or really easy? Who was that actor that was tied to the tree? Uh, what was his name? It was either Ned John Beatty? Boyd or Ned Beatty or and Bert didn't Reynolds. that? No, it wasn't Bert. Who well, Bert wouldn't allow that. He had a good agent. Yeah. Um, didn't that scene in that movie kind of mess him up permanently? He Ned, never really recovered Ned from Beatty? that. Yeah, Ned Beatty, Beatty was the no, recipient. He, he did lots of work after that, Kitty. He he had a well, lot. Well, I know he did mess him up. I yes, know he had a, a lot story. of work, but uh, Kenny, I mean, he, he was sleeping fifteen minutes at a time. He was very jumpy. Oh, uh, did they really get him? Couldn't they, uh, did they couldn't be around trees or, or canoes. Oh, boy, I hope they were acting. Uh, coward. No, I think it really happened. It must have uh, happened. No, I think. Yeah, uh, I think this. Was, <laughs> this guy who just died. This was an actor's studio deal where uh, they. This really. Yeah. That's yeah. where Ned kept saying, "Cut, cut. Can we try it over? Let's try it again. No. Take it from the top. We want it to be authentic. Yeah. No, no. Take it from the bottom. Take it from the bottom. I mean, Jeez. that's uh, that's terrible. The uh, pet yeah, squirrel, uh, by the way, he was famous in Hayward County for having a pet squirrel. Yeah. Uh, Coward had a small but memorable role in John Borman's 1972 classic Deliverance, as we've been talking about. The film starred John Voight, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and Ronnie Cox. And group. Knowing that yeah. you were probably going to bring the story up, we actually uh-huh. have his final words uh, before his passing. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks yeah. for the Great Lakes. Yeah. So. According he's to holding his, the squirrel when right. he said that. Yeah, no, Minnesota here. has, we've got, well, we've got Lucky Lindy, uh, we've got Prince, we've got uh, Judy Garland's Red Slippers. Yeah. They've got this. this George's no got to squeal like a pig Billy. You uh, are. Yeah. Now, his his line was not the squeal like a pig line. You know what his line was? I it's a pretty mouth, so, right? It's a, yep, that's it. He said, he got a real pretty mouth, ain't he? That was yeah. His, yeah. That was but he wasn't, can I establish this? He yeah. wasn't an actor. 
They just found uh, this guy in the woods. In the, in the woods. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm He seemed to know what he was doing and didn't need a lot of instruction. I mean, did he trade on this the rest of his life? What's he been doing for the last I think 40 the, years? the director said to him, Joe, just do what you do every All day. Right. We'll keep uh, tape rolling. Beatty's character is forced to strip at gunpoint by two mountain men who humiliate and have sex with him. A scene so shocking, it is still referred to as a screen milestone. Beatty admitted that most of the people who worked on the film did not want to do that scene, but it was an important one. Yeah. And they had that little assistant director that just couldn't take his eyes off. <laughs> Frank. The kid on the bridge, uh, did was he an actor? Or did they also find that poor. He was the, the tree, yeah. the banjo player. Yeah, I think they were, weren't they all folks that John lived in would, the area? Uh, John would refer to him as a monster. He was player. a monster banjo. He was a, a very good banjo player. He really was. Player. Yeah. He's probably been on a lot of recordings. I, I really want to grab my guitar now and play Deliverance theme yeah. for Deliverance, but I won't. An Amish family had their horse and buggy stolen from a Walmart parking lot while they were what? inside shopping. Yeah, slow getaway. Wouldn't it be stolen by somebody who was Amish? It happened uh, in Michigan. Uh, she was not Amish, as you'll see in Amish. Amish, as you'll see in a minute. The Sturgis, Michigan Department of Public Safety said in a news release, police were called to the Walmart in Sturgis, about 150 miles west of Detroit. Truck driver who was parked in the lot told the police he saw a woman steal the buggy and provided a description. Later that evening, the horse and buggy were found a little more than two miles away from the store. The well, woman GPS was. It? The woman was staying at a nearby motel. She was arrested without incident. The officials said the 31-year-old, who was not named, had already been approached by the police earlier in the day at the same Walmart, but they didn't disclose the, re uh, disclose the reason for that initial contact. Now, she was charged, this is interesting, I didn't even think of this, with larceny and larceny of livestock. So oh, horse boy. thief. She was yeah. charged with horse thief. He was a horse thief. I yeah. see in my cartoon bubble... She pulls up to the the motel six or the the motel and gets off the horse. Gets off the horse. No, she was in a buggy. Uh, the buggy. But what did she have to do to keep the horse there? Wrap the rein around the hitching there, post. There's, a, yeah. there's a, a wooden uh, hitching post right, right she, there at the motel. And that's the problem at, at Walmart. Uh, the Amish person didn't lash it tight enough. Right. Right. The hitching post. <laughs> I'm thinking we're probably done with news. So if I you think guys so. don't mind, we'll send it to Rook while I practice. Yeah. Let's play it straight here. Let's play it straight here. Nine five two Z E R O R E Z. It's zero res clean. Rookie here, reminding you that the January special right now one hundred and nineteen dollars to get three rooms zero resified. Also, your air ducts take seventy five bucks off and get your air ducts zero res clean. Zero res wants to get rid of all that dirt, dander, all that smelly stuff in your carpets. Because they're professionals. They do it. They zip in. They zip out. 4.9 rating on Google. 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. It is a perfect carpet cleaning recipe for you. They clean all types of surfaces. It's not just your carpets. They'll do your furniture. They can do your air ducts. They can do just regular floors. Your Amish buggy. Your Amish buggy. They can clear the interior of that, baby. Call Zero Res at 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E 
or go online to zeroresminnesota.com. Tell them to get that special. You want the rookie Garage Logic special. I don't care if you say Garage Logic. I don't care if you say rookie. But to get that price, you need to say the Rook or Garage Logic. 952 Z E R O R E Z or zeroresminnesota.com. They will do a great job with the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. Say Garage Logic or Rookie. But then you said to yeah, get that was the deal, confusing. you got to yeah. use Garage Logic or Rookie. I don't care if you say either one. Why you got to say one or the other. Oh, that was not made clear to me. Why is nobody Then I failed as a very um, confused. I'm just an endorsee. Trying to be helpful. Hey, hold on. He, I accidentally, he accidentally sent a voice text. Oh, that was very Who's that? Patrick. Why um, is nobody calling? Turn your blinker on. Yes, yes, yes. Pat, now I am calling Reaver's cell phone. Oh. That will patch me through. <clears throat> God. It's good to know that you two have patience in common. Where is she? Let's go here. I didn't see that hockey game last night. How'd that go? The boys are a below average Yo, team. You ready? We didn't look too good, huh? No. I know we lost. Right, hang tight. Give up three goals in the third period. You boys ready? I see that a lot. Usually it's the first 10 minutes of the third where they just stop playing. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to hear the song. Oh, you mean this one right here? <laughs> Hey, Pat. Yes, Joseph. How come Belichick can't get a job? I don't know. Maybe he wants too much power. You know, he, yeah. they got a general manager down there, and uh, maybe the idea that somebody else is going to make the personnel decisions doesn't sit kindly with him. I, I don't know. Uh, also, it could be cost. You know, you can get probably get Raheem Morris for five million and Belichick will probably cost you 10. So uh, maybe that's part of it. Although with the money NFL teams are making, that doesn't make any sense. I, I would guess it's a power issue. I would think. Yeah. Probably. Plus he's 71, you know, yeah. those guys in their seventies aren't as good as they used to be. No, no. <laughs> so those guys a hundred years ain't what it used to be. Yeah, right. That's true. I guess that might be it. That might be it. I just came from the, uh, Twins media session that they have in connection with Twins Fest. Oh, we're missing and, it this year. Uh, yeah, you guys, you didn't miss it. Did a fool. Terry Ryan and Rick Stelmazic, two of the world's greatest Americans, are their two Hall of Fame inductees for this year. Oh. Terry wasn't in yet, and neither was Stelly. No players this year. They kept, they've kind of run out of players to elect. So they only had non-players on the ballot this year, and uh, Stelly and uh, Terry Ryan are their, are their Hall of Fame guys. They still don't have their TV deal. And uh, those of us who attended the uh, function last night, the Diamond Awards, yes, uh, no, we, we now know why they need a TV deal, because you have to fit this thing in an hour-and-a-half window they went 250 last night. Oh boy! Uh, 
You know, I'm as opposed to Parkinson's as that next guy, right? That's yes. I'm really, I don't like it at all. I, it's a bad I thing. I don't like it either. They all have friends. But they had a doctor from the U who's, you know, that the, they give their money to the U and it's, uh, you know, the, the brain ailments and stuff like that. Very good. They raised over uh, 300000 yesterday. They've raised over $4, four million. But this doc went 20 minutes, right, yeah. talking? 20. Yeah. And then they had a video that went eight that said the same thing the doc just said twice. About Parkinson's? So they needed T well, basically Parkinson's, yes. They need a TV producer to say, you know, you need a guy to come out there in front and wrap give him the wrap it up sign, you know. You weren't doing that? I thought you'd be the hey, no, yeah, I get this. It guy. does remind me though, Patrick, from last year's ceremony where both you and Joe made the stage to honor yourself getting the lifetime yes. achievement. But when we replayed it on TV, all the subtle Roycey cheap shots miraculously vanished on the television <laughs> copy. Yes, that's uh, they 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 found the four minutes they needed to fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was that's what I heard. I, I never watched it, but I heard reports that uh, that uh, my good cheap shots at Rocco never made it. So. No, was last night's event at the same place as last no, year? No, they moved it to the Armory. And, oh. Uh, oh, cool. The Armory's dark. It's, yeah. it's uh, and it was uh, kind of hard to see what was going on. There's, I, I think uh, they need a producer because the whole giving the guys the trophies uh, thing was not well done either. What you, we don't need them sit on the couch and ask stupid questions. You know what? Yeah. You get the guy, he walks up there, you hand it to him. And he makes a little speech. That should be it, shouldn't it? That I agree. Game uh, over. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think Roycey yeah. should be the producer here. I think it'd be done in five minutes. I get no, no. If the mayor was the producer, it'd be done in five minutes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Here, come on, you guys, come up here and grab these things. Let's get the yeah. out of here. Right. <laughs> What's going on in the ride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Twins Fest underway as we speak? Yes, although it's only a one-day thing now. They, uh, I mean, for the public, they have another deal tonight at the Fillmore downtown where you can buy tickets and uh, mingle with the players. No autographs because they just want the mingling. But, uh, you know, and you get in there and have more personal contact with the players. And then the, the only the Saturday is the only big uh, Twins Fest day uh, where they, you know, have everybody around and they don't do Sundays anymore. And they don't have a cranky old radio guy there to say, look at this dump. <laughs> look at this dump. <laughs> is the Hall of Famer going to be present, I wonder? Uh, no, Joe will be there tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he's just making his way back from New York now. Yeah, uh, he he got the tour of the uh, museum. But this is not the this is the come in and do the press conference tour. Yeah. There's another one later <laughs> than the year where they march him around there for hours and. Uh, yeah. And uh, he can take a media guy with him. Uh, and uh, I've been there. I've been the guy twice for Puckett and Tony. Yeah, but uh, I don't expect to be Joe's. Uh, anyway, that's uh, may, which my legs aren't. I couldn't keep up with them now. Anyway, may, may I share my favorite Twins Fest memory in working with you, gentlemen, over the last decade plus? Is that uh, what what Patrick mentioned? Joe screaming that into the microphone, and Dave St. Peter's <laughs> about eight feet away from us. Yeah, and then also. Yeah. 
we were it was our last year being the home of Twins baseball and the the gates open the people flood the 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 the, the, the concourse and Ricey looks at me and goes JC look at these bleeping dorks <laughs> <laughs> you know what I found though? He's a poet, isn't he? Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I found some great photos of the Hall of Famer signing oh, yeah. autographs for little kids. Yeah, that was nine. cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So they don't travel around the state anymore like they used to? The Twins Caravan. Does that still exist, Pat? I think so. That's in the oh, winter. Yeah, they do. Not as not this as elaborate winter. as it was, but they do uh Thank they you. do uh, like three, four days beforehand and then three, four days afterwards. I don't know who's on it. There's no wintertime freezing to death for these guys to tell stories about those. Right. Years, so. Boy, in the old days, yeah, yeah. That, that was a tough deal, that caravan. Oh, they made them yeah. tough. They were out there yeah, in North was, Dakota. And, yeah. That was uh, my all-time favorite uh, story, Tony Oliva. He's got the uh, makes them make it. They're out in the Dakotas. South Dakota in the dead of winter, it's 50 below zero, and they're dry riding across. And Tony makes them detour to his aunt, who Gordette's aunt's place, who's the biggest fan ever, right? Yeah. And but she's 90, and Ron Davis is on the uh, on the <laughs> on the tour, and and she has listened to him blow several games that year. Yeah, and she's waiting for them. And he introduced, they introduce her to Ron Davis, and she gets up with her cane, and she's going to hit him with it. <laughs> she hit him with it. And they're telling this story in spring training the next year, and I'm the only one there listening to it, and I damn near wet myself. It was <laughs> oh, that's a great scene. I'm about it. But R.D., such a good guy, in a you know, terrible in the ninth inning, but a good guy. He got her and her son tickets to the All Star game. Oh, oh wow. wow! Nice. Yeah, they became big buddies, but she wanted to hit him with yeah. a cane. <laughs> <laughs> All the times her Carneal had told her that he pissed away another one. Throw <laughs> <laughs> in the Davis. <laughs> Our Wild uh, failed miserably last oh, night. That was bad. It's a bad loss. Yep, the, uh, Ralph scored in the third period, something fierce. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Wild uh, did enough to beat the Brooklyns. That's the Wolves. Yeah, they, I'm uh, sorry, the Wolves, Wolves did enough to yeah, beat the Brooklyns. Yeah, and a diminished Brooklyn's team. They're not, they're not playing as well, that's for sure. They right. eked it out, to say the least. Uh, you know what? I, I'm offended, though. The other day, <laughs> I saw a headline, and I think it was our paper, that uh, Trump fends off. Uh, Haley, you know, right? Fans, fans. You can only use fans in sports, can't you, Joe? You only, you only. They can't be stealing our favorite cliches. Well, plus, fans, fans suggests physical movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it's a. You're right. Like it's a contest, right. of, of physical strength. You know? Right. A, a, a center fends off a guard trying to get the ball. But Roycey, yeah, the. The best part was the next day when Trump, the sore loser, made fun of her and mocked her and insulted no, he's a her. Sore winner, he's a sore yeah, winner. that's what I meant. Sore winner, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. a sore winner. It's unbelievable. But so the other night, I told you. I already told you this, did I? About speaking for Joe, speaking and you did day. not. You did not. I'm filling in for Joe Wednesday night. Well, where? At the Metropolitan. It's a uh, 
it's Joe's promise to be there. And there's uh, it's uh, construction group, right? Yeah. It's, but it's Minnesota, North Dakota. What do you want to know? But I figured it's going to be 60, 70 people at the Metropolitan, right? Yeah. So I show up in my sweater and jeans. Oh, God. No notes. Yep. I'm just going to make a few jokes and leave. I walk in. There's 280 people there. They're in suits. <laughs> the women, they're kind of wearing uh, gowns. You know, Evening gown, evening dress, at least. I wouldn't say <laughs> gowns, but they're, yeah. they're dressed up, okay? And I'm looking around at 280 white people, and I say, well, there goes the Trump jokes. We can't tell any of those. That's half your material. That's, uh, that's off the table. So they, we can't have Joe here. We can't have Joe here today, folks, but that's okay. We got a fat guy in a sweater here. Uh, let, let me ask you something. Let me let me yeah. ask you something. Why why wouldn't it have occurred to you that this might be a somewhat of a formal occasion? I just didn't think about it deeply. I guess <laughs> you thought they'd be in their construction boots and their yeah. Hey, hey buddy, where's your tape? Man? Hey, I made a dog <laughs> box I, once. Nails and stuff. I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I there'd be nails and stuff. Yeah. Hey, you hear that hammer oh. joke? Hey. But I love it. I, I it was so good. It was such a flop that I wrote a column about it for tomorrow. Oh, good. So you got <laughs> oh, something out of it. Then. Yeah. Pinch hitting for Joe. The headline says pinch hitting for Joe. Oh, it's yeah. easy. Her is rough. Right. How many hammers does it take to? Uh... All, right. All right, real quickly, then we got to go. What? Uh, give us your rundown on Sunday's games. Uh, I guess I like uh, the home team, and I'm saying the Lions are going to pull it off. I am wow. too. That's Kenny's prediction. I'm hoping the Lions pull it off. And I am too. I am maybe too. My common sense. But Brock Purdy isn't that good of a quarterback. Uh, 49ers a little overrated. I think the Lions can do her. That'd be really fun, wouldn't it? Their first title since 1957. So who's going to be in the Super Bowl then, Pat? Who do you want to? Well, that'd who? be Detroit and uh, the winner of Baltimore, Kansas City. Well, we obviously want Tay's team, right? We I, want Tay Tay's team. Well, she'll be in Japan. I don't know if she could get back for the game. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see the Chiefs win, but I don't think they're yeah, I think but... we should all do the mayor a good service and text with the CP to ask her how the game is going on. Is, she going to, is uh, Taylor going to be at the uh, this week, or is she gone? That's a good question. I, I don't know her schedule for this Better week. Get in touch with your correspondent. I'm sure I'll be informed of it at any moment. <laughs> so, well, uh, now, how does it work with the granddaughters? You notify them when they notify them? Yes. She's been on, and then they run downstairs, and you back it up. Is that it? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Joe, do you call her Taylor? Train monkey. Do you call her Taylor, or do you call her Tay? I call her Taylor. Yeah, you got to start calling her Tay, Tay. or Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay's on. Tay-Tay's on. This just in, uh, Taylor Swift. Just a minute, John Hyde has an update. Uh, this just in, it appears she will be at the game in Baltimore. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. Awesome. Oh, boy. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, is uh, that's that's great. That's great. Are they engaged? <laughs> is, that, is that true? I have no idea. Somebody told me they got engaged. Well, maybe they did. 
I don't know. I, Joe, I, will, Joe will watch for a ring on her oh, finger yes. when he watches I'll the let game. you know Monday. He will have an in-depth <laughs> recap. I hope they're doing the swing back and forth, not just pounding on a glass. I hope they do that like rumble. I oh, I like that swing and dance, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I want more Kelsey shirtless, though, in the crowd. Because Tay-Tay <laughs> really gave it some theater with the hands to the face. She's I, good I, at I it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's... Uh, <laughs> She got and she's got forty eight hundred dollars of your money. <laughs> <laughs> he, he throws the figure out there. <laughs> well, I, I wish it was forty eight hundred. You're, you're wrong on the figure. That was, oh, no. that was the oh, best no. giggle that was the ever. First installment. That was the under. Oh no! Yeah, that was the first installment. <laughs> No, I and I got a deal. I'm very appreciative of yes. the deal I got. So. <laughs> I have two nieces who paid a grand apiece. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. Yes. All right. Well, Monday, I'll give you the update on the uh, engagement. Okay. Good. All right. Very good. Thank you. Hey, North American Banking Company, when you need a loan to secure some tickets for loved ones, Check out my friends at North American Banking Company. Listen, they understand that there is no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. NABankCo.com is their website. They also have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. NABankCo.com is their website. North American Banking Company is banking done differently. Member FDIC, North American Banking Company is an equal housing lender. Cha. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There we go. So, um, yes, sir. Deliverance was Ned Beatty's first film role. Really? And it haunted him his entire life. Now, think about um, who plays the dude. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jeff Lebowski. What's that actor's name? Why is Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. So, think about Bridges. People come up to Bridges and say, like, that's just like your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Imagine. His whole life, all Beatty heard was squeal like a pig. Yeah. Every every airport, he just every wanted to store, punch everybody. Everywhere he he went for the rest of his life, that's all he heard from who, people. Who did he get married to? Who Beatty? Some mountain man from the south. No, did he get married to a big big time actor? I don't know. Beatty was married four times. Are you thinking of Warren Beatty? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a whole different, different deal. Uh, big, a different, different Beatty. Big difference. Whole different Beatty. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Well, who is Warren Beatty married to? He uh, got around. I don't know if he ever. Annette Benning. He's married to That's it. Annette Benning. Thank you, John. Yeah. Oh. Am I doing uh, Masonic? Oh, yeah. I need you to do Masonic. Okay. I'm ready. Holy cow. Um, Holy cow. Wait one minute here. Wait for one minute. 59, 58, 57. They're going to get stabbed in the heart with a pet. 55, 54, 53, 52, 51, 50. 
40. 39, 38, 37, 36, 35. All right. 32, 31. Ready, Ruck? 30, 29, 28, 27, 22, 22, 22, <laughs> 23. What are you doing? Counting. Going upwards and back. Practicing my counting, Joe. <laughs> Practicing my counting. Yeah, Thanks for reminding me that it's winter, by the way. This is winter. There were were actually uh, (laughs) caravan appearances this past week. Oh, Uh, I wasn't that interested, John. I was just trying to, you know, just trying to help the conversation out. He was trying to play ball. You know how play ball. I'm at work now, John, so I'm doing work stuff. Rolling. Oh, okay, Kenny. Okay. Wait. on. Hello. I can't hear John. It is the scramble, and I'll tell you what, on a Friday afternoon when it's uh, close to 40 degrees, it does get a little festive. But I want to celebrate something else. I want to celebrate Minnesota Masonic Charities and their scholarship program. As one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people, the youth of Minnesota. And last year, they launched a brand new scholarship program that's unlike anything you have ever seen. They call it the Selfless Scholar. The way the scholarship program works is instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. So after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC will be finalizing the recipients for 2024. So get on it right now. Over the course of the next several weeks, I'll let you in on some of those stories. Another cool thing about the scholarship is the $15,000 scholarship money split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Look forward to it. If you want to check it out, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. I I love when the Gumption County deputy weighs in. And before we leave, I wanted to read... Uh, his latest, I uh, he writes, Joe, I want to add to yesterday's conversation regarding the young trooper being charged in the Ricky Cobb case. Uh, Mary Morari said at her press conference that Minnesota State Patrol policy prohibited troopers from shooting at moving vehicles. What that policy refers to is not to shoot at a vehicle that is neither close to you or drives away from you as you are walking up to it. The policy is not meant to prohibit a trooper from protecting himself and others from great bodily harm or death. If someone weaponizes their vehicle by driving forward as troopers are standing next to it, the troopers have the right and obligation to defend themselves. That's what I saw when I saw the video. Ironically, Moriarty added herself that troopers are only authorized to use deadly force to prevent great bodily harm or death to themselves or others. I cannot comprehend how she can conclude being hit and dragged by a car and falling to the concrete pavement would not constitute the potential for great bodily harm or death. Yesterday, I heard she did not consult a use of force expert. 
A professor on one of the local newscasts said that she may not have consulted one because she could not find anyone who agreed with her. One of the interesting aspects about law enforcement is that no one tells their dentist how to perform a root canal, but everyone thinks they're an expert on police work, which Moriarty apparently does. You and the crew had talked about responding officers pulling up and parking in front of a stopped vehicle to box it in. This idea has been brought up on the show in the past. This is simply not practical. Doing so puts the trooper parking in front of a stopped vehicle 100% in the kill zone. Furthermore, if a suspect does start shooting, there is the problem of crossfire, as you now have troopers on both sides of the subject. Lastly, Kenny routinely brings up driving while black. I cannot disagree with him more. I quoted this uh, earlier. In over 30 years of police work, I have never seen or even heard of any cops actively stopping people solely because of their race. If Kenny has witnessed these driving while black stops firsthand, then he better have reported these incidents to the respective departments immediately. If he did not witness them, he should still report them as soon as possible, especially if he is talking them out as fact. No department wants racist cops working for them. Last month, I pointed out the Department of Justice report found 20, and I don't know what time period the Justice Department looked at. Last month, I pointed out the Department of Justice report found 20 incidents of misconduct by the Minneapolis Police Department out of more than 1 million calls. That means 0.002% of calls were considered problematic. The other 99.998% you never heard about. If driving while black was regularly occurring, these numbers would be much different, I suspect. Digging in deeper and pushing back harder, signed the Gumption County deputy. All right. Hmm. All right. Only... Because they come to us all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Jan 26. In 1836, Lucius F. Hubbard was born in Troy, New York. After arriving in Minnesota in 1857, he established and edited the newspaper Red Wing Republican and served as a general in the Civil War and in the Spanish-American War. He would be the ninth governor of the state, serving from 1882 to 1887. His second term lasted three years to cover the legislature's change to biennial sessions. During his tenure, the Railroad and Warehouse Commission was established. He died Feb 5, 1913. Hubbard County is named in his honor. Hmm. Your H counties are Hennepin, Houston, and Hubbard. Okay. In 1861 on this day, one, two, six, Frank O. Loudon was born near Sunrise City, later Sunrise, and later moved to Illinois, where he became a lawyer and married Florence, daughter of George M. Pullman, the wealthy inventor of the railway sleeping car. After Pullman's death, Loudon managed some of the Car King's enterprise, Enterprises, served in Congress, became governor of Illinois, lost a nomination for president, and declared a vice presidential nomination. And on this day, January 26th, in 1924, Minneapolis policeman George Kramer fatally shot Peter C. Johnson with a sawed off shotgun in a dark Oof. basement. Johnson had been attempting to crack open a safe he and his assistant, William Carson, stole during a robbery. And on this day, 
January 26th? In, in 1942, Private Milburn Henke of Hutchinson, serving with the American Expeditionary Force, was the first enlisted man deployed to Europe in World War II. Hmm. Wow. Just think, a Minnesotan was the first enlisted man deployed to That's Europe. That's cool. And finally, on this day. Three finallys. No, I, this is the first time I said finally. Oh. On this day in 1949, <laughs> Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, we know it as 3M, yeah. announced the invention of a machine for the mass recording of magnetic audio tape. Mm-hmm. 75 years ago, we had magnetic audio tape from 3M. Cool. And I believe it played this. Where's the party? That's what it did. <laughs> yes. He was the first guest uh, uh, of, Here's of 3M with Sid. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. That's just breaking into the Garage Logic newsroom. We can't go out without disappointing you, Joe. The science is clear. Climate change is, a, is the existential threat of our time. So to- no, it isn't. You are. <laughs> You are the existential threat. <laughs> Just of had our to time. send him into the weekend crab. You didn't, you, Chris? Wait a minute. Why did we have to hear that? I'm sorry. It was breaking. Just, just breaking. Hey, uh, let's see. We're gonna go to promo read Chris two for today. Yes. Will Ken? John be back on Monday? I think so. <laughs> I wish you would have let me know that he wasn't going to be here today. I hope so. You you can find full video and full show audio, including before, during, and after the show with the entire Garage Logic crew, including cast members ignoring one another. Those are just a few of the great perks of a town council membership. You'll even get your own official member card and a certificate from the mayor himself, along with invites to exclusive events. You can learn more about the town council and become a member at garagelogic.com. I wish I could find a good movie to watch this weekend. See, why do you, you know, John, try something called Immediate Family. I heard about it from Kenny. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll check I'm that one try out. It myself. Okay. Yeah. And tell him to be nice to his dog, Larry, too. And be oh. nice to your dog, Larry. I love Larry. He's my buddy. Has anybody learned of the show? Feud, Capote versus the Swans. No, but I see it advertised all the time when I'm watching The Bear. With good music, a, too. I Don't Aren't they using Linda Ronstadt, uh, uh, You're No Good, uh, as yeah. the music? Versus the I don't know. I haven't. Mick just said, let's watch this. Let this be our next Some series. good so actor, I'm, I'm glad uh, actors, glad you're getting that text too. Now. It's very important. Yeah, it's good actors. She knows the show's done. Yeah. And she oh, knows this it's winter, too. This is winter. season two. Is already usually in the winter. That was awesome. Yeah. No, they do the caravan in July. Yeah, they got him. Yeah. Pick him up. Hey, we're in Chicago. <laughs> Let's get on that caravan. Vroom, vroom. Dodge caravan. More the... confusing audio oh, from President Biden. Oh, I bet the I'm fellas sorry. have a good time in some of those small towns in South Dakota. I oh, used yeah. to, I did a trip once with the Vikings basketball team. Oh, yeah. Well, they, uh, they knew how to party. My old man played against them. Yep. I probably played saw the, the game. In Faribault at the high school gym. I went with them one night to Lake City, and uh, they Live were up. pretty desperate to find a liquor store that was opened <laughs> after the game, and I can't remember what happened, but they got liquor. Who alerts? Bill Brown. Bill Brown. Bill Brown. Yeah. You know, that's the water skiing capital of the world. It is. Uh, President Biden and more confusing audio. 
Yep. Uh, are the Cargills are the Cargills up to the development of a new harbor? Question mark. Wait a minute. Apostrophe S. Up to the development of a new harbor. H a r b o r. Yes, sir. A new bill. Oh, wait, that's a question mark. Sorry. Yes, sir. A new bill in California. Yep. Would place governors. Just the way it sounds. Would replace governors on your car. Okay. Uh, Johnny and Patrick. Well, we better put the Reverend Tim in there. Oh, yeah. Reverend. Could lead with that. Reverend Tim joins. How would you like to phrase it? Reverend Tim joins us with his views on Mary Moriarty. I just spell Moriarty. Okay. Uh, on Mary. I was going to say the Ricky Cobb case, but on, on Mary Moriarty. No, but how'd you spell it? M-O-R. Yep. I-A-R. Yep. I-T-Y. No, I. It's M-O-R-I-A-R-T-Y. Moriarty. Moriarty. Mm -hmm. Where is Morty? Yes. Morty, great to see you. Okay, John Hyde, Pat Royce. Johnny Hyde. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Just send them, Chris. Immediate Royce. family. I have I've written it down. What? The Immediate movie. Family. Oh. I, I love those movies like that. Um the uh what was the other group out of LA that preceded the, uh, the wrecking media, crew? The wrecking crew and then the guys over in uh, Alabama. I, I love Muscle Shoals. And the, the guys in Detroit, and the mo the guys in Detroit, uh, the movie about uh, what was it, Twenty Feet from Fame or whatever that hell that movie yeah. was, that was yeah, about the, the backup but singers. The guys in Detroit, that movie was standing in the shadows of Motown. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I love those kind of things. This I just looked, and this movie you're talking about, Kenny, was put together by Danny Tedesco, who's the guy who yeah. put together the. Uh, uh, the first one we just talked about, the uh, Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, yeah, his, and it's actually called, it's like Wrecking Crew Productions. Yeah, is, his, uh, his, sorry, his dad was Tommy Tedesco, who was a, a monster guitarist for the Wrecking Crew. Very <clears> famous <throat> uh, studio player. Is there any guitar players who aren't monsters? Yes. Plenty, sure. Start naming guitar Hyde. players. I'll tell you where they rate. <laughs> just let me know. <clears throat> There's a difference between a monster and a good player. What is the difference? One's a monster. Well, monster player can play everything. I mean, jazz, rock, country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas good guitar players usually specialize in certain musics. Was Roy Clark a monster? Roy Clark was most definitely a monster. Yeah. On everything, all instrument. Yeah. He did a was great Glenn album. Campbell a monster? Beyond monster. He was, you know. He's about as good as it gets. Was Jimmy Page a monster? Uh, Jimmy, see, in my book, no, but he's, he's a great guitar player. But, I mean, he did one thing. Basically. So, is Eric Clapton a monster? Joe, yeah, calm down. Page to me. Take a breath. Is Cookie though. Monster a monster? Yeah. <laughs> Cookie Monster's a monster, yes. Yeah. So, um, this movie exposed me to a Billy Cobham album called Spectrum, Spectrum which uh, yeah. I tried to sample. 
And I lasted five minutes and my anxiety level just fucking hit the peak. It's so difficult for me to listen to that just because there's just so much going on. It's, uh, you know, it's yeah, like uh, listening yeah. to like Sun Ra or some of that Coltrane stuff in the 60s. Yeah. But a lot of that fusion from that era is that way. It, you have to, yeah. you have to be in a, a really weird mood to listen to. Well, it, you got to be tripping. It's that's how I feel. That's how I feel when I'm coming down from a trip or did anyway. Yeah, well, wait a minute. The, we're still on the council. God damn it. Come on, man. You got to come down <laughs> Sunday, man. <laughs> Jesus. Great. Billy used to use pretty good guitar players, though. I don't know who's yeah. on that one, but uh, uh, quick question, Ken. Yeah. Um, did you think before you said that statement you were fooling anybody? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's forty it's, degrees. To be a little more subtle, subtle. I right. wouldn't mind seeing a little shot of sunshine. Maybe Sundays, nice. from what I'm seeing from Ken Barlow. I'm looking did here. Sunday, possibly next week. Uh, Did I hear next that? Thursday, what was 46. Bam Bam song. It's about sunshine. Which one? Bam Bam and Pebbles. <laughs> At the sunshine. You need to work with him. Face it with a grin. Kind of sad, I know that, isn't it? Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. Oh, Sklar played on that, Kenny, huh? That's why it was in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Tommy Boland was the guitarist. The late Tommy Boland. Why was he always late? He died, he died of a drug overdose. Oh, uh, Rook, I, I'm starting to feel like absolute hell. I would stay away from me. You are really? Yeah. I'm getting out of here. Whoops. Time for me to Goodbye. go. Bye. See ya. Bye, guys. I woke Dealing up with that. COVID. Achy and whatnot. Just whatever you do, right. make sure you get that in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I already, set, on the already ride. sent mine, Chris. Joe? What? Uh, before I go, could you tell John to watch that movie? Yeah, John, watch a movie called Immediate Family. I'm not. Could you tell Kenny? I'm not sure I'll have time. Kenny, he's not sure you'll have time. 